This is the Andy Social Podcast. My name's Andy, and thank you very much for making the effort to listen to this amazing podcast show, if I do say so myself. Uh, Let's get stuck into it. So, last week you would have heard me speak with Alison Oborn, who is a uh, tour operator that does a number of uh, historical crime and sort of paranormal ghost tours across uh, Adelaide, and... uh, it was the first of a few podcasts that were recorded in Adelaide a few weeks back. And uh, for people that are tuning in for the first time, I gave myself a goal for 2017 to record a number of face-to-face podcasts because I haven't done a lot of them. I've, I've done a lot of stuff via Skype and WhatsApp and on the phone. And they've all been great, but um, I haven't really done a great deal of face-to-face uh, podcasts. And I really want to do more of them this year. So I gave myself a goal to go to every capital city in Australia and do roughly three to four podcasts over a weekend. So I've done Adelaide. I head to Perth later this month, which will be March. And uh, well, I should do Sydney sometime because it's only just around the corner from me. Uh, Canberra's not far away, but then I've also got to do Darwin, Brisbane. Uh, I'm going back to Melbourne in late May. And I've also got to go to Tasmania, to Hobart. So I think that's everybody. Have I missed someone? I'm terribly sorry if I've neglected a, a capital city in Australia, but uh, it's uh, it's a fun goal. It, I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, I've got quite a few flights that I still need to book and somehow find the money or get enough Virgin Velocity points <laughs> up my sleeve again. I've used quite a few. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And Adelaide was the first trial for me. It was the test. It was the dip the toe in the water to see what this is all about. And it was a successful weekend, if I do say so myself. And uh, I'll kick in to this week's episode on that note. So the second episode of my little Adelaide stint was with a gentleman by the name of Christian Broom. Now, Christian is one of the co-owners, directors of ARMI, A-R-M-I, which is the Australian Rock and Metal Institute. Now, you could probably think School of Rock, you could think of all these different things. I'm sure there's been plenty of movies and shows about rock schools and, and whatnot, but um, this, is a, this is a legit music school that focuses primarily around rock and metal music. And it does branch off in other directions, but its main focus and passion is around these types of music. And uh, I think for a lot of people, you probably wouldn't think it'd be the most financially viable business to create. You'd think you'd be very sort of niche market as far as uh, that appeal. You've got to find people that want to learn music and you know, maybe young people, and you've got to convince their parents to, to let them pay money to go to a school that teaches rock and metal. Um, you know, a lot of parents would rather see their good money going towards uh, a style of music that probably historically has been associated with a bit more class or a bit more uh, credibility, you know, classical and whatnot, some of the, the more classical instruments and playing or jazz and whatnot. So it's, um, it's very different and definitely a risk that was taken. So... This was back in, I believe, 2012 was when the uh, when Army, the, the Rock and Metal Institute, originally started. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 2012 off the top of my head, but it was several years ago. And now Christian and his wife, Connie, have built this amazing facility in the heart of Adelaide, right, right in the middle of Adelaide CBD, like prime real estate. And they've been there for, for almost five years. So it was January 2012 that they 
the uh, established army. And since then they've grown, they've got uh, a large range of uh, customers, students that come through all the time from varying ages, from, you know, the youth, the um, kids still in school, right up to uh, older people and people that are well-established in a whole range of uh, careers. I wonder what a career is. Careers. Um, He's got uh, all sorts of different industries, people from different backgrounds who all have a... um, a very similar passion, and that's to play music and play music hard and fast. So it's um it's pretty cool. They do um, they've got dedicated uh, tutors and teachers that uh, specialize in drums, bass, guitar, and vocals. They also have workshops uh, where they get uh, artists that come through master classes. They've had uh, Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and a whole range of amazing people that have come through over the years, and they also get. Um, a number of Australian bands that pop through and uh, do, you know, uh, one-off shows, one-off masterclasses for their students, and it's just amazing. Um, on top of that, they also do their own live performances with all the students in the local area. I believe they go and do shows at the Gov, which is a pretty decent venue in Adelaide. And uh, now they're getting to a point where they're, they've reached capacity. They're, they're, they're outgrowing their, their surroundings, and it's an, a pre- pretty amazing feat considering the size of the place. It's a very very impressive business that they've created and now they're not only looking to expand to potentially go into a larger place or get a second office or whatnot um, but they're also looking at hopefully in the near future to extend interstate to another capital city and and grow the brand uh, elsewhere and it's just a they've, they've got big lofty goals but the initial idea was a lofty goal as well so the fact that they are in a position that they are now that they can even talk about these ideas is pretty incredible. So a lot of chin wagging from me. This is a great episode with Christian. We sat down, we had a beer. Uh, he just finished a class with a, uh, a private lesson with a student who was learning some 80s, uh, 80s rock, 80s hair metal stuff, which was pretty cool. I got to meet him. And uh, we, yeah, we sat down and just had a bit of a chat uh, and had uh, had a lunchtime beer. And it was really, really cool just to to catch up and I've, I've known Christian for a few years now and um, just get a bit more of an understanding of what his business is all about and what he's been able to achieve. And I'll tell you what, before we kick into it, and yes, I'm almost done, <laughs> Christian has got the most amazing attitude towards life and he's been through a lot in his past. He doesn't touch on it a great deal, but uh, Christian's been in a couple of car accidents over the years and it's at, at one point uh, or maybe on both occasions um, he was told that he w- wouldn't be able to walk or or really function in a in a normal way in, in comparison to most people and he's, uh, he's ploughed through it and all guns blazing, he's stronger than ever and he's been able to work with what he's got and uh, he's just created something amazing and his perspective on life, his work ethic uh, and finding fulfilment and wanting to help people. I mean, this is not just about teaching people to play. It's about giving people purpose and giving people uh, an, uh, an opportunity, opportunity to, to do something more with something that they love and be be a part of a community of people, a family, and really making people feel accepted and wanted. Because I guess sometimes with a lot of us, and especially when you're younger, you're trying to find your way and sometimes you feel very alone. And we've got uh, a big, big problem 
well, probably worldwide, especially in Western culture, but um, globally with uh, mental health and depression and all sorts of ailments. And and um, a lot of the time it stems from our youth and when we're going through times of growth and we just don't know where we sit in the world, we don't know where we fit, and sometimes we don't feel like we fit anywhere. So what Christian and and Connie, do I keep forgetting Connie's name, uh, have provided a haven for people. You know, it's not just a place to to learn and grow as far as being a musician, but to learn and grow as a human and be a be a great person and and just to feel a part of something that's really really exciting and cool. So yes, I'm done. So we'll kick into it. Uh, all the links are at uh, antisocial.net. I'll have everything at the end of the episode as well. But please enjoy this really fun chat with Christian Broom. So. For people that don't know you, do you want to give a little brief introduction? Well, first of all, thanks so much for taking the time to come over here, Andy. You know, you're (laughs) a legend. It's great to sit down and uh, enjoy Bevo with you on a nice rainy Saturday afternoon in Adelaide. I don't know what's up with the weather. It was like sunny before, so (laughs) it's it's, it's changed instantly, yeah. Well, for those those who don't know me, and that's not surprising, uh, my name's Christian Broom, and I'm the owner and director of ARMY, the Australian Rocket Metal Institute here in Adelaide. Probably the only place in Australia that does what you guys do. The only, first and only, yeah, very proud of it. It's um, it's such a weird and it's probably not weird and unique now for yourself because you've been living and breathing it, but for me, and I mentioned this to you before, being at uh, the New Dead Fest years ago and seeing yeah. you there with your banners and whatnot, my initial reaction was, oh, that's nice, probably something out of your bedroom. You get a few, <laughs> like sort of like the the traditional uh, guitar teacher that gets students over to their house and does something in the front living room or whatever it might be. And then it wasn't until a little while later that I went online and had a look and thought, oh, wow, this is like, this is legitimate. You guys are actually, you're actually a, a full-fledged business and, you're, yeah. and you, you seem to be doing well. And and years gone by, like we, years past, it's, I mean, just coming here today, it's incredible. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. Um, we just love what we do, you know. I mean, it is being, you know, Australia's first ever specialised heavy metal music school, um, you know, we're, we're very humbled and very um, proud of what we've built, um, along with my wife, Connie, and um, and my staff. And it's, it's just been an incredibly humbling ride that we've been on, you know, and um, we just love every second of it. It's, it's great to see what? it grow and thrive and be in, embraced. It's... Um, I've, I've- I was impressed because I even coming here today, I thought oh, I might be just be like one, one room and it's a multi-purpose room and you just sort of come and go. But you've got you've got dedicated rooms for yeah. for all the different types of uh, tutoring and lessons that you do, and mm-hmm. and it's it's a great layout. It's a lot bigger than I thought. But even you <laughs> saying before, like you've outgrown this already. You want to expand have, yeah. and, and make it bigger. Yeah, we started uh, officially open to the public in August of two thousand and twelve with just myself and. 35 students, you know, and a couple of bands I was looking after at the time. And now um, we're in our fifth year, so we turned five this year and uh, we've got 10 staff and over, you know, four, 500 students on the books, which is absolutely incredible, you know. Um, who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, indeed. Like, especially the stigma attached to sort of hard rock and heavy metal sort of stuff, You, yeah. it's... it's um, you just wouldn't think it'd be that that popular or a viable business option. Like, yeah, so, it was, it was definitely a risk and a punt, you yeah. know, and um, we definitely uh, put it on the line to do it, And um, but we believed in it, you know. We, we mm. just uh, quite honestly and genuinely wanted to help inspire as many people as we could and, and help them realise how special and unique mm. they are as people and individuals yep. and um, help them not only with their music careers but um, their lives as well. You know, we want to be that positive uh, influence in their life, you know. Yep. 
particularly the young ones. Yeah, definitely. Was there was there a initial spark that sort of sparked the idea? Was there something that happened, or what was the? I guess what was the main? I mean, you sort of briefly touched on it then. Sure. But what was the main driver to turn into a reality? Main drive. Um, I was working for another mob um, in town here in Adelaide, and uh, I was their most highly booked guitar trainer there. And um, unfortunately for them, and, and it's no disrespect to them, but they just didn't have uh, how you put it um, the right sort of ethos to want to help their clients. Mm. It was all about money to yep. them and. Uh, one thing I've never been about is money. Mm. I think uh, if you're concentrating on a dollar, you know, people can see that a mile away, yeah. you know. You, yeah. You've really got to, particularly in a business like this, which is unique and, and fresh and, you know, obviously the first of its kind, um, you really need to be transparent mm. and, and honest about what you want to do. Um, but, yeah, I was working for that mob and, and I just had to get out of there. And uh, I uh, was very fortunate. Um, some good friends of mine from Thump Music were running a, a clinic with Steve I. Uh, here in Adelaide, a masterclass, and being my all-time idol, I was obviously there with bells on, you yeah, know. And yeah. uh, I actually had the privileged opportunity of of chatting with Steve and um, even jamming on stage live with him on that day, which as you can imagine, like just frothing <laughs> at the mouth about that one. Um, it uh, it was a conversation, something he said to me um, about living your dream, you know, and yeah. uh, asked, "What is it you've always wanted to do in your life?" You mm. know. I thought about it for a second and it had always been in the back of my mind, you know, to want to do something like mm -hmm. this. And I said to him, I said, well, I want to open my own rock and metal school, you yeah. know, and uh, I want to be able to inspire people and, and let their dreams come true. So he said, well, why don't you? You know, we talked about the law of attraction and, and a whole heap of other sort of things, you know, speaking speaking into existence. And I found that really inspiring. Mm. So, um, and... Uh, any of my friends, anyone who know me from back then, I was probably one of the laziest bastards you could ever meet, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, getting out of bed before midday was probably a chore. But um, I just, something, the penny dropped, you know, that day. Yeah. I don't know, something, something just clicked in my brain and I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I rang my wife um, after getting off stage with Steve and I said, you'd never believe what just happened. I said, I've just jammed with Steve Vai. She's like, piss off. you got to be joking. <laughs> I'm like, nah, serious. I said, I'm so excited and I'm really charged. I'll, I'll, I can't wait to get home. I, I want to talk to you. So we got home and, and obviously after the, all the excitement of that um, wound down, we started talking about building this school. And uh, so my wife being um, a graphic graphic designer or trained in graphic design um, uh, from, from school, uh, grabbed out the sketch pad and we started sketching out. I had this idea of the name. In my head mm. and acronym, you know, obviously yep. army yep. being pretty catchy, join yep. the army and all that sort of bizzo. But uh, she sketched out and there it was. There was the logo. And uh, we just went about doing it. And I told my students what we were going to do and off we went. So it's, I mean, really, you, you've got to thank Steve Vive for getting this whole business <laughs> up and running. Time. Yeah, definitely. I'm <laughs> a beer, well, maybe a carrot juice, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's just incredible to to see what it's become now and Thank you. how hard was it to I mean you had the idea and you get the you get pumped from from sure. having that that moment with Steve and and obviously the idea sort of starts to brew but how hard was it to go from that to opening the doors it was pretty easy transition actually yeah, right. uh, yeah. it's it's a funny thing you know when you start speaking things into existence you know yeah. and um, and when you really change your mindset to want to achieve something like that, you find 
the 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 doorways and paths just start presenting themselves mm. before you, you know, and and that's exactly what happened. I had um, a friend the very next day. Actually, I spoke to a friend of mine who had a recording studio, and uh, he offered to rent me a room, you know, yeah, well. to to get my students out of there. Yep. Um, uh, at his and it was ba- at his studio, so it was basically a converted storeroom, you know, with you know our logo on an A4 piece of paper, blue tacked to the door, you know. <laughs> and I was there for six months, and um, you know, kept growing, uh, getting new students, of course. And um, unfortunately, well, well, kind of funny enough, and, and like I said, you know, things tend to happen at the right time. Mm. He was getting out of that building, so I needed to find new premises. I'd seen this premises on the internet. Um, six months before. Mm. So I'd already had my eye on it and um, funny enough, it just happened to still be available, you know. So we went for it, you know, Uh, and it was a punt, you know. Like I said, it it was just myself and 35 students and all of a sudden we're paying this exorbitant amount of rent in this heart of Adelaide CBD. I was going to say for people, obviously everyone that's listening, just to give an idea of where we are, I mean, we're smack bang in the middle of Adelaide. It's right near... Rundle Mall, yep. uh, everything like train station, public transport, everything's here. All the main music venues are all within walking distance. Yeah. All the main pubs, everything is right here. And as you said before, the music stores as well, the instrument music stores are, are within vicinity. So it's, um, I mean, it's prime real estate. It's, it it's is, incredible, yeah. especially for something like this where you would expect if this was in Sydney, you would expect it right out in the western suburbs where it's okay. cheap rent um, because you just – I guess traditionally or stereotypically it wouldn't be a viable business where you could afford to pay such a high amount of rent. And obviously sure. it's cheaper in Adelaide, but still it, I'm no doubt it's it's pretty expensive to, <laughs> yeah. to have an area like this and it's a big, it's a it big is. area. Yeah, yeah, it's a decent size, you know, and it was probably overkill when I first took it on, but um, we were pretty confident that it would grow. Mm. Um, but we didn't really fathom how quickly it would grow, you know. Um, we employed our trainers in the first instance when we took this place on and then the phone just started ringing yeah. you know, and uh, the guys all, all before you knew it were all fully booked and now we've outgrown it so we need a bigger building. Oh, it's, it's just nuts. I mean, did, we, did you have a strategy at all when like you had the 35 students, you came in here, mm-hmm. did you have some sort of, I mean, you may it may have just happened naturally but was there something in the back of your mind of a way to sort of get out to more people? Because I know that, like, oh, I looked on your website and I, yeah. I, I'd seen it in passing different times and the guys who sort of work with you. Yeah. But it sort of clicked that I realised how many local musos that are playing in metal bands and rock bands and mm. guys that I know and have known for quite a few years that are, are tutors, they're, they're, they're teachers here. Yeah, yeah. So I would assume, and this is me looking from the outside, is that having – those local guys in the scene that everybody knows working here would probably have a massive advantage to bring sure, more people. Sure. I think when when we were looking for our staff, yep. um, we were looking, we were pretty, we were straight up, we wanted a very specific type of person, mm. you know. We weren't just looking for anybody, you know, other musicals, no disrespect to them, of course, but we'll just hire anybody and, mm. that, and that's fine. It works for them. That's mm. cool. Um but we were really looking for not only that they'd, you know, been successful with their own music careers and were, were great players, but they were great people. Yeah. You know, it was yep. really, really important. I and mean, there's a very big rule in this building is there's no ecos. Yep. You know, yep. that was very, very important. Mm. Um, so I don't think uh, if you were going to have guitar lessons, you know, you don't want to sit there watching your guitar teachers shred for half an hour and, <laughs> hey, look been, how great I am, you know. And, done that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, many people have, you know, and uh, we hear it all the time. But um, we were very 
much looking for that unique type of people. Um, and I'm very pleased to say we've got the best team in Australia, hands down, without a doubt. They're, they're just very, very gung-ho and wanting to help people. Same yeah. mindset that we are. It's, um, I mean, just... I can't, who was what was the guy's name that was just here? Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Daryl Hunt, you're and a I, champion. <laughs> shout out to Daryl. <laughs> I, mean, I was just having a quick chat to him, and I said, "Oh, how long have you been coming here?" He's like two years. Yeah. And he comes here once a week, and he was just raving about how great it is, and how <laughs> he used to play guitar years ago, and then you know he got busy like most of us do with work and whatnot, and sort of gets put to the side, and he decided, you know what, I want to want to pick it back up again and yeah. and uh he's focusing on a lot of the 80s hair hair metal and hair rock sort of stuff so <laughs> he's learning a lot of that and and uh just from what he said like he's picking up stuff that he never thought he was able to play and so it's True. really cool but obviously having the right people sitting in front of you learning something is a big thing so i think it is yeah going back to what you said sitting in front of like a teacher that's just shredding and just playing or just worried about themselves i mean mm-hmm. i remember that in high school we used to go and do guitar lessons it was me and another kid, and the guitar teacher was um, jazz background, but had this weird fascination with Malmsteen. Okay. So it was very. He didn't like metal, didn't like anything like that. But he just he loved Malmsteen, maybe for just more the classical side of things. Yeah. But a massive jazz player, and so I sort of connected with him a little bit with the Malmsteen. Attempted to play some riffs here and there and some stuff, and the other guy loved jazz. But the, the lessons were more of a case of we both sat there. We didn't pick up a guitars. All the guitars just sat on our laps with the volume off and he just sat there and just shredded in front of us. And we'd go, oh, this is great. And for the first wow. few weeks or whatever, it was really good because we weren't in school, you know, got out of class, <laughs> of got to sit there. And even if we weren't really playing our guitars, the guy was shredding. We got to watch that. It was better than sitting there doing maths or something <laughs> like that. But after a while, you sort of go, oh, hang on, I'm not learning anything here. I've got and – and after a while, that's when the lesson stopped. You just – yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I wasn't bragging to my parents enough to validate them paying more money, and and uh, the the lessons ended. So I, I assume that, as you said, getting the right people in here, getting rid of the ego, yeah. you want somebody because most people when they come in here, there's probably a bit of vulnerability where they're worried about their skill level. They don't want to show people that they can't play. They there's so. a they're very anxious and nervous. And if you've got somebody who's more of a show pony and wants to show off their skills and you're probably reluctant to come back again. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, our teachers are very, very good in retaining their students. Yeah. Because they are good. Yeah. They're, you know, they're good people. And uh, and we say a lot to our students that you're not just joining a school but you're joining a family. Yeah. We're here to look after you. Mm. We're here to mentor you mm. and inspire you and nurture you mm. and and look after you like our brothers and sisters. Yep. You know, that that's the way we treat our clients. And mm. I think that's very, very important. Yep. And all our trainers do the same thing, you know. So we're, we're very engaged in, in helping them in, in not only their music but in every aspect of their life, you know. We help uh, a lot of people with depression and anxiety yep. issues, you know, drug issues. We, mm. We've saved people from drug addiction, which is great. Mm. I think that's very, very important. Um, but, yeah, I think it's been that personable you know, very, very personal and being that brother you can go yeah. and talk to, you know, yeah. and, hey, man, I'm having this issue. Hey, let's sit down and talk about mm. that. You okay? Let's, let's, well, how can we help? You yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah, that's a big part, big part of it. It's, um, I don't know, what's the radius of your students? Are they all sort of in, in an Adelaide area or are they sort of a bit more rural that come in and travel into? Well, it's surprising actually. I mean, we, we obviously have the ones that are close. Yeah. Um, we have, because we do have the public transport and everything very, very close to us, then it's easily accessible hmm. from everyone, yep. from, from every, every area in, in Adelaide. But we have um, 
we have students come as far as York Peninsula, which is, you know, this guy, this two and a half hour drive mm. to get here. Mm. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it, but yeah. he loves it so much that that's what he does. Yeah. And um, I'm so appreciative for that. That's so cool. we definitely get people from rural areas. It's a good testimony just to show that you guys are doing the right thing if someone's willing yeah. to invest that amount of time just to get here. Just to get here. And then the, not to mention the two and a half hour drive back home, yeah, that's you know, right. yeah. that's, you know, once a week, you know, for an yeah. hour. It's, it's, cool. um, it's interesting because I, I grew up uh, all over the place in Queensland and a lot of sort of uh, country towns, rural areas and whatnot. And I've always been, always been extremely grateful to my parents that by the time I got to sort of high school, I was in Brisbane, I was in the city and there was enough things there f- to keep me occupied. There was enough yeah. people doing different things that I wasn't sort of, I didn't have idle hands. So I didn't, I mean, I was, I was still a handful, but, uh, but, but I didn't <laughs> no. go, <laughs> but I didn't go down the path of, of crime or, or drugs and whatnot. And looking back at a lot of places where I did grow up younger, mm-hmm. um, I can see a lot of people who stayed there and that's the path that they took. And you yeah. sort of look and go, well, there's not much opportunity out there. I mean, what do you do you know, when, when you're not at school or you're not working a job? You, you've got to occupy your time with something and most of these guys don't know any better. Yeah. So, I mean. Sad, well, isn't it really? Well, it is, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's, it's hard because as I said, they, like, don't, they, they're not exposed to anything different. And while you're smack bang in, in Adelaide itself, I mean, you would still have the same challenges with a lot of young people is just trying sure. to show them that there's, there's other things that they can do with their time and something that's fulfilling. Like they're obviously getting satisfaction to see progress, to see that they can build and, that, and they're coming into a, that sort of family atmosphere as well where they sort of feel accepted. It's, it's incredible. I mean, it, we've, Connie, my wife Connie and I still marvel at it and, and it's, we're still uh, in awe of it because we've been very lucky to create a community, mm. you know, um, a, a scene, if you will, mm. you know, of like-minded people that are all here to help each other and um, actively getting out there and going and seeing bands and supporting local artists and international artists as well. But um, it's it's in, incredibly awe-inspiring to, to see... How everyone just is banding together and becoming that big, big family. You know, mm. and it, it is. It's, it's definitely a family and definitely a brother and sisterhood here in Adelaide, as far as you know, Adelaide metal scene and, and rock scene goes. Um, take two. I've forgotten where I was going. With that. <laughs> and, uh, it's, oh, look, <laughs> but one thing I've seen that you can edit that right, Annie. Oh yeah, sure, no worries. <laughs> it, I think, but you're, you're right, and it's having that sort of family sort of vibe about the place is obviously. I mean, that's why you got 500 people on your books. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so big. And, I mean, it's just I had no idea. It was incredible. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you might have a small group of students that come in each week and it's enough to keep the place afloat. But sure. to be at a, a capacity now where you, you've you just got so many people that you need to, to upsize um, to a bigger place is incredible. And, you know, looking at the posters on the wall when you walk in of the different people that have come here, the different tours that you've been a part of, the masterclasses and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and – Seeing that family extend interstate, yes. internationally as well, some Definitely. of those bigger artists, but seeing some of the guys that play in bands in Melbourne or Sydney or whatnot sure. across the country and um, they've been here, they've, they've come through on, on tour and whatnot and I know that you've reached out to us a couple of times to try and get us in yeah. before we play an Adelaide show and um, you can see that whatever you're doing, it's working because it's, it's, it's starting to, to flow over into other parts of the country. So have you... I guess with the 
with the whole thing around expanding, are you looking? I mean, what's what's sort of the plans long term? Obviously, initially it's to to get find a bigger place. Mm-hmm. But he, have you got more grander plans? Of course. Lofty goals? Of course, yeah, yeah absolutely. Our, our plan is definitely uh, in, the sh- in the near foreseeable future to be expanding into the other states. So yep. we've had a lot of people contact us um, over the last few years yep. really wanting army over there and, um, you know, are you coming? When's it going to happen? Can we get Skype or, or something mm. like that? Mm. Um, but we're definitely going to be... Uh, you would definitely be seeing us in yeah, Sydney, cool. Melbourne, Queensland, Tasmania, Perth, you name it. Yeah. And then onwards and upwards, we, we want to go off into Asia. Yep. Um, that's that's the plan. And uh, it's like anything with this business. I never doubted it for a second that it would happen, mm. you know, because we're very honest and genuine. And it comes back to that speaking things into existence again mm. and really believing wholeheartedly that what you're doing is is just, you know, it, it's 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 – it's for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, you're not doing it for yourself. You're yeah. not doing it for anybody else other than the benefit of others. That'd uh, probably be a big challenge that, you, that you'll that you no doubt face when you start moving to, say, Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane or whatnot. Sure. Where you've got to – because you can't be everywhere at once. Mm. Here you've got the, the benefit or the advantage of being a part of it on a day-to-day basis. It's, yep. it's your baby, both of your you, – for the, for the two of you, it's your baby here. It is. And you've got that personal involvement constantly. And I guess as you branch out, you can't be everywhere at once. Sure. And, you've, and then the whole recruitment of having the right people on board is going to be so crucial to the success of it, to be yes. able to have that same feeling. It is. Whether you go to Sydney or Melbourne or, or here in Adelaide, it's just... Um, well, you, yeah. You've hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's imperative yep. that we do that. And um, like I said, I, I can't be in... in you know, 50 places at once. and But you definitely do feel that from the minute anybody walks through the door, you feel the vibe, mm. you feel the positive atmosphere. Mm. It's it, it's in the air. You can really yeah. feel it. And um, to replicate that uh, in other states is, is the tricky part, mm. you know, and hence why we're not there yet. Yeah. However, uh, it comes back to the same ethos of what we did initially when we were looking for our staff and, and uh, that work here is that we will be seeking managers, trainers that are the same ethos that we mm. are. Mm. So I'm sure there's means of guitar players and means of killer drummers in Melbourne and Sydney and, and, and Brisbane and, and that's fantastic, it really is. Um, but they may not necessarily get the chance to work yep. with us um, for whatever reason. But yeah. it's definitely, definitely important for us to replicate it exactly the same everywhere so you have that same positive feel and same family orientated vibe mm. in each and every state or country wherever yeah um i think you know definitely being melbourne and sydney particularly and uh, i don't mean to pick on you guys i love you guys to bits it's, you guys are awesome <laughs> i am a melbourne boy originally it's um it, it will be a hard nut to crack yeah you know i think that you know that's why we're very fortunate that it was being embraced here there could have been a you know me and Guys who go, who does this guy think he is? What mm, a dickhead, mm. you know, is, how, how dare he, you know, who does he think he's starting a medal school? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. But um, we've got a plan, we've got a mission and we just want to help as many people as we can and that's as simple as it is and yeah. we'll do that. Um, it's cool yeah. and I think I think the networking that you've done, whether it be intentional or not, but being being at sort of like the new Dead Fest and, yeah. and all these different Adelaide events around the place over the years and being mm. able to sort of network with a, a a whole number of interstate bands that come through and reaching yeah. out and talking to people, that will sort of 
no doubt help you when it gets to that point where you actually start to make those steps to start establishing yourself in other states. You've already Definitely. got you've already got a, a group of people that potentially you can lean on or at least get some guidance from or potentially even become involved with. That's imperative. Yeah. In, absolutely yeah. imperative for us. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, particularly when, you, you know, talking about New Dead and someone that has, you know, hold in the highest of regard and have a lot of respect for is Jason and Cassie mm. and, and Greg and the team at Truth Inc. Records. Um, they have been very integral in, in supporting us and, and getting the word out and, um having us involved mm. in, in their shows. So we've gone on from sponsoring New Dead uh, initially in the initial status to now co-presenting that kindly with Jason and um, we're very, very fortunate for that. And I, I, I assume and I, I'm quite confident that that will be the same in the other states. Mm. You know, I have friends in Melbourne, I have friends in Sydney, I have friends yep. in Brisbane, Perth and, and the like. So absolutely confident that that will, that will happen. You know, the right things at the right time will unfold itself, mm. you know, mm. and... Uh, It'll happen at the right time as well. Yeah, that's so. cool. Well, um, talking about the 500-odd people that you got on your books <laughs> at the moment, mm-hmm. what's the um, – I mean, a big thing that's pas- that you're passionate about is obviously helping young people, giving them some direction, some purpose, giving them the support. Definitely. And, uh, and then giving them the opportunity to to become better people and see that progression and whatnot. But um, what's what's the demographic? Like what sort of age groups have you got here? What's the sort of, yeah, roughly like what's the split with male, female as well? What sort of people do you it's, get it's through It's a mixed here? bag. Uh, we obviously have a very strong youth focus, mm. uh, but we have, you know, very, very young kids mm. to older people as well, mm. you know, uh, more mature age uh, yep. people. And we want to allow them no matter what the age is opportunity yeah, to, to yeah. succeed and to live their dream so we've had uh, a very very good friend of mine i'm going to give him a big big shout out at the moment uh, craig stevens which is one of our students uh, he's been with us for several years now mm. and um he's a lawyer for the crown yeah, here, right. in, wow. here in adelaide and it's his release he comes for vocals mm. and guitar lessons each week and we've had him rocking out at the gov you know <laughs> uh, you know sold out shows there um doing Rolling Stones, you know, yeah. and he loves it and we love him. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's awesome. We, we, we're here to help anybody. No, it doesn't matter what the age is, doesn't mm. matter what background is, doesn't matter, you know, your skill level or anything. We're here just to help you, as that, simple as that. And that's probably a really interesting thing because, you know, I guess you've been able to make a living off rock and metal, <laughs> but a lot of people that love to play music, it's not – it's not always the most viable of options if you're looking for financial success and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to be a musician, you don't do it for the money, you do it for the love, which is the exactly. right, should be the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But um, using that scenario with Craig and being a lawyer, yeah. um, what sort of other backgrounds do you get in here? Because like, it's just yeah. such a varied it's, – sometimes had, it's really surprising to see what other people do. Yeah. Well, we've had, you know, people who are obviously unemployed yeah. um, to – I think that's the beauty of it actually that there's such a diverse uh, – clientele that, you know, from parents to individuals that have different careers. Mm. So we've had the state director for Microsoft in here um, <laughs> for lessons who now heads up uh, Microsoft in Sri Lanka. We've had um, a very high up uh, police official from SAPOL here for lessons as well. Um, yeah, computer engineers, IT, sales, doctors, law, you, you name it. Yeah, from every every background and every every really kind cool. of profession, which is awesome. It's cool. It's Great when a, you're calling in favors. Yeah, well, that, well, that's it. And I think it's probably it's probably a, an added benefit to that to to have this wealth of people that mm. are, are supporting you as being sure. clientele 
customers to come in and, and, and use your services, but also to have this this network of people from all different walks of life that all have the same, I mean, you've, they've all got the same love. They, mm-hmm. they love rock and metal yep. or one or the other yep. and they love playing music or performing and whatnot. That's why they're here. So there's a connection there. It's, it's like the um, one thing that I always was amazed with when I was a kid and I just started to get into music and whatnot and, you know, like most kids when you're sort of early teenage, you're trying to find your place and you feel a bit socially awkward and whatnot. Yeah. And once the experience of seeing other people in the street wearing like a rock or a metal T-shirt and you'd sort of just look at them and give them a nod or you give them the horns or something like that and suddenly you felt like you were part of this underground secret society where there's this, this mutual understanding. You didn't have to stop and have a conversation. Sometimes you did. Yeah. But most of the time it was just like just a bit of a nod. Definitely. And um and no doubt you had that sort of thing here where it's like, you know, no matter all these different industries and backgrounds where if you saw these people in the street in their suits and ties and whatnot, you wouldn't even blink an eyelid. But there's this common <laughs> link between all these people. It's just so cool. It's incredible, it's, yeah. It breaks down that stigma of what you'd normally think of somebody that likes hard rock and heavy metal, just going <laughs> oh, some well, some deadbeat. Well, Craig in particular, yeah. I mean, he he's... Yeah, you know, I, I, I said to him when he came here for the first time, "I'll turn you into a metalhead before you know it." <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, he actually does dig some forms of metal now. He's yeah. a, a massive, uh, avid um, Rolling Stones fan, and uh, and love that. That's brilliant. And but yeah, he's, he's he's been open to listening to new music because yeah. he's been a part of this. But uh, I love that when you're saying you know of meeting people on the street and giving them a nod, it it, it really comes back to that camaraderie, doesn't it, yeah. of the Australian metal scene, mm. um, we're very, very lucky in this country to have some of the most amazing talent, mm. um, including the mighty Lord, if I'll just uh, add a little <laughs> plug there. <laughs> Thank you. You owe me a beer, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, it, but everybody's there to help each other. Yeah. And that's so important and, and I, I think that's where a lot of sort of uh, general people of the population really miss it, like as we were saying before, you know, oh, they're into metal, they've got tattoos or piercings and, you know, uh, they must be on drugs and, yeah. and nothing could be further from the truth, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're, we're there as a band of brothers and sisters mm. helping each other universally around yeah. the country mm. and that, I don't think you find that anywhere in the world, no. I don't think. I think we're very, very lucky, yeah. very, very lucky and all the power to every single metal band in Australia. I think you guys are all awesome and doing a massive, massively excellent job. And you should continue to do what you do and do it well. I think. Um, well, thank you for the plug as well. <laughs> but it, I think it's it's cool because we've sort of been forced in a way because it's a big country, yeah. but it's a small population. Sure. And we've been forced. We don't have a lot of opportunity from sort of uh, mainstream media and promotion and things like that. And we've always sort of been an afterthought when it comes to those accolades and and that's that sort of boost that a lot of other music gets. <coughs> and. So we've been forced to sort of be really DIY. Like we've all had to rely on each other. We've had mm-hmm. to s- step out and start talking to other musicians and other bands and working together and trying to find things to help each other progress and get better. So, um, and that's, I think that is unique in Australia compared to other countries Definitely. where it's, it's a, there's either more people or there's more competition or there's more um, larger opportunities where you don't need to rely on yourself. We don't need to rely on the people around you. So we've sort of been, sometimes we feel disadvantaged, but I think it's probably worked to our advantage. I, oh, I agree. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I, <clears throat> people go, oh, you know, 
the metal scene, oh, it's dying or this, that and the other. I never thought it has been more alive. Mm. It really hasn't. Uh, I think you're starting to see metal uh, music and then being so many different genres nowadays, which I don't know, I'm kind of on the side about that. Of <laughs> You know, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure because at the end of the day it's all metal yeah. and we should all be loving metal and if you don't like it, one of your friends probably will. Mm. Um, but I, I think... Uh, once again, take two. Can't remember where I was going. <laughs> it's a uh, short-term memory loss. No, that's all right. We, it was the it was the midday beer that we got started. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> but, um, no, I think I think I was going to the point where it was. We are very very lucky. You know, everyone's willing to help each other, and um, yeah, you never get that. I, I think you, that's where I was going with it. You're starting to see a lot of metal music coming to the forefront now, yep. um, particularly with some high-profile bands, you know, winning awards, yep. um, you know, which is, is fantastic. Mm. Uh, I think people are starting to be a little bit more open mm. um, with their musical palette yep. uh, to listen to new stuff. And, you know, I mean, you might not like the rah, rah, rah sort of heavy death metal sort of mm. stuff, but you might like prog. Yep. You might like Lord. Yeah. You might. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people, people you know probably I mean? start talking about it a lot more as well. Like if yeah. you think about the traditional uh, work environment and you go and sit in an office job or something like that and someone oh, asks what you get up to on the weekend. Shit. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, someone else in the office says, oh, what did you do on the weekend? And, and, you know, you could have been going to a metal gig or something like that, but you go, oh, nothing much. And you, sort of, you, don't, you just don't want to get into that conversation because – not that you feel ashamed, but you just you think, oh, there's no point, or you know what the reaction is going to be from that other person. Mm-hmm. But I think now that it is more, it's more visible, and I think more people are talking about. It. I think more people are encouraged to be in those situations where they start going, you know what, I, I did this on the weekend, or mm-hmm. I came to army, and they're like, what's army? Or I went and saw this show, or I performed, or whatnot. And mm-hmm. then people start to, it, I think it becomes more accepted, accepted because people are talking about it. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. more awareness yeah, isn't that's it? it yeah yeah and I, i'm quietly confident that you'll see metal come to the forefront i really yeah. believe that you yeah. know i don't think it's impossible mm. um you know people you know need to be educated to to know that yep. there is some good aspects and there's some good things that you'll probably like like i said you yeah. might not like that but you'll probably like that but um what i think is really really cool is is starting to see you know mainstream music awards uh, metal bands being recognised, yep. and there definitely needs to be more of that. Mm. There certainly needs to be more of that, uh, and it doesn't need to be sidelined anymore. It's it's intelligent music played by intelligent people, mm. and brings together some of the best musicians around the world. Yep. You know, to play great music. Yep. I don't know. Stop me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounds sounds like modern day classical, right? Yeah, yeah. just with distortion. Yeah, that's right. And double kick. That's it. So, bit of know, education. Bit of education. Yeah, yeah, bit of awareness yeah. about. You know that we aren't all just meatheads. You know <laughs> we're actually quite intelligent people. Yeah, so it's some <laughs> somewhat, less, well, some less right. than others. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. And actually, um, you mentioned before about things that you put on at the Gov, um, and you've had obviously the master classes. What are some of the what are some of the events that Army's put together or has been behind? And obviously, being sort of co-presenters of the New Dead and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what's some What's some of the events that you put together? I mean, obviously, I've seen. Um, on the website, um, a lot of sort of live performances. I assume that they've been at the Gov. They have with, indeed, with yeah. Students. Yeah. What, what sort of things? Well, as you, as you can see by that yeah. footage, you know, yeah. we we give our students the opportunity to 
live their dream of playing on a big stage. Mm. You know, it's uh, we say this quite often that, you know, Adelaide's never seen a school concert like this one before. Mm. If you think this is a boring recital, <laughs> you're in the wrong building. Yeah. You know, uh, bring your earplugs and, and get your head banging. But... Um, we, the, the shows, particularly at the Gov or, or any other venue that we've done that for our students are our showcases to the public. Um, but we're not expecting everyone to be, you know, top of their A game or, mm. you know, to be the next Joe Satriani or the, yep. or the next, uh, you know, whatever. We just want them to enjoy it, try their best mm. and, and have, Get that, have experience. that experience. Yeah. Fortunate for us that we have some of the best talent Mm. <laughs> that I've ever seen in yeah. this building. Yeah. So our shows are just insane. You know, mm. you're getting mosh pits, you're getting, <laughs> you know, super shredders that are 13, you know, yeah. smashing out uh, Van Halen or something like that. <laughs> you get, you get um, all sorts of diverse uh, sort of genres of metal being played in those shows as well, so from your sort of softer stuff to yep. your full-on brutal stuff by the end. So, uh, you know... We've had young Jade, who's now we've put forward for. Uh, she's now the singer for local band Freedom of Fear. One of the most brutal metal vocal <laughs> chicks you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Slaying out, psychoptic. Yeah, goes to come. Yeah, at our last show, and it's just nuts. I mean, you, you know that song. That's yeah. an insane song. You got the guitarists and the bass players and the drummers all working this stuff out by ear because there's no tabs, no, you know, there's it. no tabs for it. So they work that stuff out by ear and get up and slay it on stage, <laughs> you know. It's just insane. It's, it's awe-inspiring, you know, when you're seeing, you know, particularly even, you know, 12, 13-year-old shredders that can shred right up there with the best best of them. There's something about seeing an adult do it, but when you're seeing a kid it's do it, hard. it's just like, oh, man, I just want to throw my guitar in the bin. This yeah. is insane. You, you know, but... Um, I was yeah, lucky, that, I was lucky to know how many strings were on a guitar and I was there <laughs> and yeah. I to play it. But yeah. I, I mean, I was looking at the posters and I've seen yeah. on the website as well the types of people that have been associated with ARMY through mm. like masterclasses and whatnot. Um, do you want to give me a list of some some of the people that have yeah. been involved with over the years? Because it's just been... We've been very, very fortunate. Incredible. I mean, the first instance we, we did a, uh, some masterclasses, uh, we supported Thump Music in those um, as, you know, major sponsors. So... We had Paul Gilbert to start with, yep. um, so a couple of our students had the opportunity to get up and jam with Paul, which was pretty insane. Mm. Um, so we had Paul, uh, Joe Satriani, both have endorsed Army with videos, uh, of course, on our on our YouTube, on our Facebook. Uh, Guthrie Govan, Devon Townsend, uh, Ingve Malmsteen. Uh, we've had, on top of that, we, we've done our own sort of masterclass mm-hmm. as well, so we've... Our good friend Daniel Tompkins from Tesseract. Yep. Uh, we had him here for a vocal masterclass. And he actually wears our hoodie all around the world. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I, like he's took photos everywhere he is and he's wearing our hoodie. I'm like, that just spins me out. But absolute gentleman of a guy. Um, Psychroptic we've had here. Great, great guys. And, and we had a ball. We had a masterclass in this room that yep. you're sitting in now, which is about a nine and a half by five metre room mm-hmm. for those who can't see it. Uh, we had, did a masterclass of an evening with King Parrot. Yeah. Now, <laughs> they're like, oh, can, can, you know, do you want us to turn down? I'm like, man, you're in a metal school. Like, let's crank that shit yeah. up, you know. <laughs> so we, we had 50-odd people in this room. We did the masterclass with the boys and uh, then cleared the chairs out and let everyone have a mosh. 
It was 43 degrees in oh. here. The air conditioner wasn't even working, yet everyone was having a mosh and was throwing around water and the whole nines, you know. He's <laughs> like, youngie's like, oh, it's right to throw some arms. I'm like, mate, go for it. Dude. Just have a ball. <laughs> have fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a really cool one. Uh, also, we had uh, Pliny and Troy Wright yep. uh, have been here as well for master classes. Um, Mate, list is endless. I, yeah, I could go on all, all day. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it's just, I mean, to to have that extra validation from from these these masters, these these legends in it's in incredible. the music world, to be able to be linked to this is. I mean, when you started in 2012, or the you know having the idea after having that moment with, with Steve Vai <laughs> to sort of seeing where you are now. I mean, you must be absolutely stoked that definitely all these things yeah. have happened. I really am. Uh, more humbled than anything. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, Connie and I still pinch ourselves, like I said mm. earlier. You know, it, we watch some of the footage back from our shows and, and we look at our posters and we look at the building, we look at our staff and how great they are and, and our students and how amazing they are. Um, and we just, we, we're quite honestly blown away mm. on how it's been received, Andy. You know, it's, like I said before, it could have been. You know, people saying who who these guys think they are, and it not have been supported, mm. and it may not have done as well, but it has. It's been embraced, and we're very fortunate that the metal community, not only here in Adelaide but Australia, has embraced us, mm. um, and we thank everyone for that. That's we, cool. we really, really appreciate it. We are very, very transparent and honest about what we do. We mm. just want to help people, like I said, inspire them and, and make their dreams come true. I'm a very big firm believer, Andy, that we're all born with hopes and dreams. Mm. Yeah. You know? uh, right from the minute you conceived to the moment you're born and those develop as you, as you get older. Yep. Now, it's my firm belief that we're not just born with them for no reason. They're the things that we're meant to have in our life, mm. you know. And once people grasp that concept, it will change their life forever. It's it's really empowering and really powerful once you discover that. And then once you know that they're there, and unfortunately as humans we want things now. We, we always go, oh, it's not happening. Oh, this band and oh, I've lost a band member and don't know. Just keep working at yep. it. Keep working at yep. it because it will happen. It's the old decorate commercial, remember? Yeah. <laughs> won't happen overnight, but it will happen. It will happen. happen. <laughs> yeah, it will. It really will. If you speak yeah. in existence, put posters on your wall, envision it, you know, see yourself doing it because to anyone out there who's listening, you're no different from your idols. Mm. No different. They're just humans just like you and I, you mm. know. It's just they had hopes and dreams and they worked diligently and hard to achieve those dreams. Mm. You can achieve greatness and achieve whatever you want in this world, even if it's not necessarily just music. If you applied those sort of things in your life in general um, to everything, anything that you want to achieve, you will achieve it. There's no doubt, no shadow of doubt in my mind. I think you just nailed it on the head, especially what I was about to ask you next because a lot of people that would be listening to this, there's people from all different walks of life and some people might not necessarily be a big music fan or play musical instruments and whatnot, but there's – but uh, given my background and the people that I've been associated with for the last 20-odd years, <laughs> most of them or a large percentage of them are people that have a fascination with music or, you know, really enjoy music. And I think most people do to varying degrees. Mm. But um, I guess for the people that aren't in Adelaide and are in other parts of the country or even people overseas that listen as well, mm-hmm. 
seeing what you've seen over the last several years and even before that as you were a guitar teacher as well and then seeing the possibilities and seeing the the results of people working hard I mean you sort of touched on this already but what what advice do you have for people that are sitting at home that they've got a guitar that's covered in a bit of dust or a piano that's sitting there that hasn't been used in years or uh, any any musical instrument that's just been discarded that they haven't picked up since they were a teenager or a yeah. kid or whatnot but have always sort of eaten at them that uh, that they should do something about it? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Pick that thing up, dust it off and get into it, yeah. you know. Particularly, I mean, even if you can't come to Army, there's plenty of things on YouTube, there's plenty of I mean, that's the beauty of technology these days, you can access anything. Mm. But if the the only reason that those things ended up under the bed, to be honest, is that they lost the spark. Mm. They lost the, the, the real drive or didn't think it was achievable. Yep. I can tell you now with 100% confidence, I'm walking living proof that this stuff works. Yep. If you speak it into existence every day, you hold your dreams and hold them dear to your heart, mm. speak them into existence, envision them, work hard, diligently and you will achieve it. Mm. I, I'll, I'll bet a million bucks on it. Yeah. That's how confident I am. Yeah. And I, I really, I, I, when I say I'm living proof of it, is because my mates still rib me about this, right? <laughs> it's the old Mr. Schneebly, the whole, that whole sort of thing. But it's to them it's like a Gillette moment in sport Yeah. because I had an injury, as you see, I walk with a cane and I had an injury and, and, and lost that spark. Yep. You know, for, for a long, long time and uh, never, ever thought I'd work again and I became one of the laziest people that you could ever meet with no direction, no drive, no aspirations. Mm. This is my lot in life. I'm crippled and I'm not going to do anything. It was <laughs> what a defeatist attitude to have, mm. you know, and how selfish of me um, to believe that in the first place. But I'm glad because I had to go through that to realise that, to, to get us to this point. Mm. And it really took that conscious step, that conscious move forward and leap of faith to want to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Um, but it, it came back to all those dreams. Yeah. What did I want to do? What was it my lot in life? My parents used to hassle me all the time, get a job. <laughs> you have to get a job. Yeah. You have to finish school. I didn't want to do any of that, man. I was a guitar player. I only yeah. go, I came from a very musical background um, with all my family line from generations to generations, all the music, and that it was in my blood. Mm. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a mathematician. I didn't want to be a fucking doctor. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I'm not ready to be that miserable, you yeah. know. I just wanted to be a rock star, yeah. a musician, you know, mm. Um or do something around music, yep. essentially. And it really only took that moment of speaking into existence. It really, it took that real kick in the ass, I guess, to go, you know what, get off your backside, get on with it. You mm. can achieve this if you work hard. Yep. And we did. It's living proof here right here are. in this building, you know. <laughs> My mates laugh at it all the time. It's just a Gillette moment in sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that note we might wrap it up because sure. um, I think that's a pretty a pretty high note and um, I guess I'll put a bunch of links on the website and the show notes of how to get in contact with you and anything, everything like that. But um, I guess really quickly before we wrap it up, what's what's the best way of reaching out to you and sure. what's, what's this place, where can people find it and, and whatnot? 
Is that right? Three of them? Yep. www.armyofficial.com. Uh, check us out there, see what we can, what we do, what we've been involved with, where we're going in the future. Uh, we're located at Level 198 Gawler Place in the heart of the Adelaide CBD. And, uh, yeah, the, our, all our details are on, on our website. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, all the relevant, you know, Twitty things and Instagram-y <laughs> da-da's. I'm very Atari 2600, Andy, you know. I'm, I'm showing my age now, <laughs> so technology confuses the hell out of me. But that's where you can find us. Sounds yeah, good. Jump on the net, check us out. We hope you like what we do. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir. My we pleasure. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. All right, Cheers. next time. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that one with Christian Broom. If you want to reach out to Christian, have a chat to him or want to inquire about a class or something more about uh, Australian Rock and Metal Institute, hey, if you live in another part of the country and you're you like the idea of expanding his business elsewhere and you're legitimate, you're not just full of shit, definitely reach out to him. I'll have all of his contact details over at andysocial.net um, and uh, all the resources to what we talk, talked about are on there. Um, I'll have the website there. I'll even find some YouTube videos to put into the show notes as well. What Christian's doing is amazing. And um, as he said, he's passionate for, for the style of music, but he's passionate to, to help people and to give people a sense of purpose, um, being part of a community, being part of a family and just making sure people feel worthwhile, feel a sense of purpose and fulfillment. And uh, it's it's pretty incredible. So uh, massive props to what uh, Christian and Connie are doing over at, uh, over at Army and uh, I wish them nothing but the best for the future as well with what they're doing. And I'm sure that we'll meet up again in the future for a podcast one day down the track and uh, see how they're progressing. And hopefully by that stage, they would have expanded and they're even bigger and better than what they're doing now. But uh, definitely reach out to Christian, let him know what you think. As with all of my podcast guests that I've had over the last year and a half or so of the Antisocial Podcast, please, please contact these people. Tell them how much you liked listening to them and uh, and anything that you learnt or anything that you got out of these conversations that we have. Um, this is not just for me. I mean, I'm very selfish. I, I do do this podcast for my own self-benefit to grow and be a better person, but it's also for you guys and I really hope if I, I get messages from people every once in a while that say that they've they've really learned something or they've reached out or because of a conversation they've been able to do something that they weren't able to do before. That is what fuels this podcast. Um, obviously, talking to people and meeting people is fantastic, but geez, that added bonus of having you guys learn something or or have an idea appear due to a conversation or become a better person because of these episodes that's just the best. I can't even describe how cool that is. So thank you very much. All right. We're going to wrap this one up very quickly. We're getting close to the end of March, kind of. And the Australian Podcast Awards are getting closer to closing for voting. I would love if you could spare a couple of minutes to vote for the Antisocial Podcast. I'm in the running with probably a couple hundred other amazing Australian podcasts. And if you go to castawayawards.com.au and you'll find a link to the voting section and uh, I'm one of the first rows down, first couple of rows or three or four rows down, and you'll see my little logo there. Please click on it. And vote for me. And you can vote for a couple of my mates as well, Screwins and Co. Breakfast Show, as well as Pod Kembler. 
They're great mates and they've both been on the podcast previously and I've been on theirs as well, which has been a lot of fun. So please support them. I believe you can vote for more than one. If you can only vote for one, vote for me. Just, just vote for me. It's okay. The other guys will understand. But please vote for me. I've got some stiff competition there. There's people that are well and truly ahead of me. But people power works. So please get behind it. And even if I don't win the title of most popular podcast of 2017 or whatever it is, um, it just keeps me in the conversation. It keeps this podcast in the conversation. It uh, exposes it to more people, brings in new listeners, as I'm sure a few of you are are listeners for the first time. And if you're still listening to me now, I'm very impressed. But uh, it all just adds to this podcast and makes it bigger and better and helps me uh, do more with it and get around the country and talk to more amazing people like Christian and uh, some of the other incredible people I've spoken to in the past. So thank you for people that have voted already. And please, if you're feeling generous, a couple of quick clicks over at castawayawards.com.au will be amazing. Uh, quickly, before I wrap up, as I have been saying quite a bit recently, if you do want to support the podcast, because there are people that message me going, you know, what can I, what can I do? There's a few of you, trust me. And, um, Best ways to do it, if you do shop on Amazon, not every everyone does, but for the few people that do, you can go to andysocial.net and click on my Amazon portal link. It's a unique affiliate link, and basically what it does is it takes you to Amazon, you place your orders, you shop as per normal, but I get a very small percentage of what you spend. And it's very tiny, but when a lot of you do it, which you have been, I get a nice little amount of money that helps me pay for or go towards some of those monthly podcast fees that I have. So sometimes fixing, upgrading gear, getting a few new new cables and whatnot, silly little things like stuff you don't think of, like batteries. Like I go through so many freaking batteries with this podcast. Uh, but also web hosting, uh, the podcast hosting, I've got to pay, pay monthly fees for that. And it's not a lot of money, but um, you know, I don't make any money off the podcast. So if, uh, if I can get to a point where it's pretty much self-funded, um, with no profit because I'm not interested in that. Um, that would be amazing, but I, I'm not interested in it. Um, if I can get it completely self-funded, I'll be one happy chappy. So that'd be very cool. So um, you can do that. If you don't shop on Amazon, that's fine. The only thing I ask of you guys, I can like keep it nice and nice and simple, is just share the episodes around. So share the the iTunes links, uh, the Andy Social dot uh, net links uh, the YouTube links YouTube's always a great way to get people into podcasts in general who normally don't don't listen to podcasts or don't know anything about them um, and uh, just like love share comment tag on all of the social media posts that I post on Facebook Twitter Instagram uh, and elsewhere. So, um, all those little clicks go a long way cause it just helps my posts get into the news feeds of more and more people. And, uh, this listener base continues to grow, which it has been. So thank you so much. It's so cool. And that's about it. Um, you know, if you just listen to this podcast, and you don't do anything else that in itself is amazing. And I'm extremely touched and honored and privileged and so proud that people make the effort to listen to me waffle on and listen to me sometimes embarrassingly talk to people that are just so much more successful and intelligent and worldly than I am. And uh, I just hope that uh, over time, some of these little conversations rub off on me a little bit and hopefully you guys get something out of it as well. So that's it. That's it. I'm going to cut myself off. I'm now cut off from the bar. No more drinks. Time to go home. 
Next episode is next week. It'll be another Adelaide one, a very cool one, very different, very short, but very cool. So until then, thank you so much. Keep sharing around, keep spreading the word, or just keep listening to, to old episodes. It all helps. It all means a lot. See you later. I'm out of here. You're a day, you're a social.